Welcome to Have You Heard, the AABP podcast. My name is Dr. Fred Gingrich, and I'm the Executive Director of AABP. On this show, I'm going to walk you through a couple of deadlines and some other information from AABP that you might find useful as we close out 2023. First, I want to wish all of our members a happy holiday season, whatever holiday you celebrate. I hope it's a joyous one. I also want to thank each and every one of you for your membership in AABP. It's been a great year at AABP, and I'm looking forward to serving you in 2024. I also want to thank all of the cattle veterinarians out there for the work that you do to ensure the health, welfare, and productivity of beef and dairy cattle, and your part in the food supply system to make sure that consumers are getting high-quality beef and dairy products as part of their nutritious meals. So thank you. You are important, and I do appreciate it. I wanted to give a couple of updates about the AABP website that can assist you in your end-of-year planning. If you are renewing your license and you need your CE certificate, you can log into the AABP website, hover over your name in the upper right-hand corner, and a drop-down menu will appear. On that drop-down menu, you can click on My CE Certificates, and you can then view your CE certificates from any AABP conference or webinar that you attended in 2023 or previous ones. When you open up that CE certificate, you can select the sessions that you attended, and then you can print or save that CE certificate to your files. Coming in 2024, you will be able to individually select the presentations that you attended versus an entire session block. I want to thank our great staff, particularly Steve Johnson, our IT coordinator, for adding these features for our members. They're very useful. Another item you can find under your menu by hovering over your name is your donation receipts as well as your dues receipts. AABP is a 501c6 organization, so dues payments are considered a business expense. The AABP Foundation is a charitable 501c3 tax-exempt organization. Donations to a 501c3 organization are tax-deductible. You should always check with your tax advisor who prepares your tax forms. You can find your donation receipts by going to My Donations by hovering over your name. And then you can click and open each donation and print or save it to your files. I am very proud of the work that the AABP Foundation has done. We started off the AABP Foundation to fund research grants and scholarship programs. The AABP Foundation assets have grown to over $1.5 million. Over $1 million of that is within our Amstead Scholarship Fund, and the remainder are in our various other scholarship funds as well as in our research grant fund. You can still donate to the Foundation in fiscal year 2023. We'll have a link in the show notes about how to do that. If you need to divert money from your individual retirement account directly to a 501c3, you can do that or you can contact me, as well as if you are interested in establishing a fund on a topic that you are passionate about, please contact me so I can assist you in setting up that fund within the AABP Foundation. 
my information is under the About menu of the AABP website, where you can find staff information as well as information about our board of directors and officers. When you look under your account, you can see your donation totals as well as see the various levels of donation that you can receive. For the Amstead Scholarship Fund, if you have donated more than $1,000, you can receive a gold pin donor status. More than $10,000 is platinum pin donor status. Stay tuned for when we open our conference registrations in May and we call for donations to our Amstead Scholarship Auction. That auction now supports both the Amstead Scholarship Fund and the AABP Foundation. I'm pleased to report that all total over $100,000 in donations to those funds this year. Thank you to all of our members that donate. And if you haven't donated, I would ask that you please go online and donate. Every dollar helps. The other item that is open right now is some of our guidelines and position statements. If you go to the About menu, you can click on our guidelines and position statements. These documents are developed both as educational resources as well as advocacy. AABP does advocate on behalf of all cattle veterinarians on a variety of issues, and this has become more important over the past five to ten years, where we have been heavily involved with advocating issues that are important to bovine practitioners. We work collaboratively with producer groups such as National Cattlemen's Beef Association, National Milk Producers Federation, State Veterinary Medical Association, as well as the Great American Veterinary Medical Association and their Government Relations Division and their PAC. We are very thankful for those organizations for these collaborative opportunities, which goes outside the scope of our small membership and reaches many more veterinarians. Our guidelines and position statements are developed by expert volunteers on committees and task forces within AABP. Ultimately, those documents are approved by the Board of Directors. These guidelines and position statements are opened for review every three to five years or earlier if the AABP Board feels that there's something relevant that needs to be changed or identified within those documents. The first step in that process is we open the guidelines for member comment. So if you are an AABP member, please go to the About menu and click on AABP Guidelines and Position Statements. You will see a blue button that says Comment next to the position statements and guidelines that are currently open. Please submit your comments by January 31, 2024. The documents that are currently open for member comment are the Castration Guideline, the Joint AABP-AVC Judicious Therapeutic Use of Antimicrobials in Cattle, and then two position statements, Disclosure of BD, BVD-PI Animals, and a position statement on transrectal palpation and ultrasound. Please submit your comments. Those comments will then be collected by myself, sent to the relevant committees for consideration, and then they will review the guideline or position statement. The committee then decides if the guideline or position statement should be renewed as written, if it should be rescinded because it's no longer relevant, or it is, du it is a duplicate of another document or they can decide to revise the document, they rewrite it and edit it and submit it to the AABP Board of Directors for approval. 
Again, the deadline to provide those comments is January 31st at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Another deadline that is upcoming very soon, this Friday, December 29th at 5 p.m. Eastern, is our vote for the 2024 AABP Vice President. I want to thank Dr. Brandon Treichler and Dr. Mark Hilton for giving us the honor of placing their name on the Vice President ballot. There is a link on the homepage to the ballot as well as in the show notes. If you click on that link, you will go to the online ballot. On that ballot page, there are several resources so you can get to know your candidates. This includes a question and answer document prepared by our Marketing and Communications Director, Jenny Wren, a podcast with me and both candidates, individual biographies, as well as videos from the Milwaukee Conference where the candidates introduce themselves after the keynote address. I would encourage you to use those resources so you can get to know your candidates and cast your vote. The winning candidate will be seated at the Columbus Annual Business Meeting in September 2024. Please vote by January, by December 29th at 5 p.m. Eastern. There is also another opportunity for our members that are conducting research. The AABP Foundations funds clinically relevant research that may not have an opportunity for funding elsewhere. These research projects are directed towards answering questions for the private practitioner, which is the mission of the AABP Foundation. The Foundation will fund up to two clinically relevant research grants that can include cattle production, cattle health, beef or dairy, and including welfare topics. Those grants are funded for up to $25,000 each. The deadline to submit a proposal is December 29th at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. After those proposals are received, the AABP Foundation Board will review the proposals and send those that they select that are clinically relevant to peer review. After those peer review comments are received, the Foundation Board will review those comments and then rank the proposals and ultimately select up to two to fund. I would encourage you to, again, donate to the AABP Foundation if you want to support the clinically relevant research that the Foundation does. But you can also go to the Foundation website and see the projects that have been previously supported by the AABP Foundation. The findings of these research projects are presented at AABP conferences, so we have the proceedings papers, and we also have a page on the Foundation website that has links to the presentations and proceedings from the research projects, as well as citations for the publications. The deadline to submit that proposal is December 29th at 5 p.m. Eastern. I have one other deadline that I would like to announce, and that is our call for pre-conference seminar proposals. That deadline is January 31st, so we do have another month. All seminar proposals are submitted online. There's a link in the show notes, or you can go to the conference menu on the AABP website, click Annual Conference, and then Pre-Conference Seminars. There's an online portal there where you will need to upload, enter the title of the seminar, a description of the seminar, the objectives of the seminar, upload a detailed agenda, as well as speaker names and contact information. After those proposals are received, 
They will be sent to the Forward Planning Committee and the Board of Directors, where volunteers will review the proposals and provide comments and rank them. After those rankings are completed, Dr. Callie Willingham, our current AABP Vice President, will read those reviews and select the seminars to offer at the Columbus Conference. I want to encourage our members to take advantage of these pre-conference seminars. They are certainly a game changer when it comes to elevating your practice career, regardless if you're a beef veterinarian or a dairy veterinarian. We have lots of opportunities to really offer skills and techniques that you can immediately incorporate into your practice to offer new services or polish up on a service that you're currently offered. Again, encourage anyone who's interested in conducting a seminar, please submit your proposal by January 31st. The other thing I wanted to remind our listeners of was all of the CE opportunities that AABP now offers. Historically, AABP has had an annual conference each year. Over the past five to ten years, we have greatly increased our CE opportunities for members, and I just wanted to review some of that. If you're not an AABP member and you're working on cattle in any capacity, we encourage you to join us so you can take advantage of these CE opportunities. That also includes credentialed veterinary technicians. Veterinary technicians can now become members of AABP and gain access to all of our CE resources. What are we doing new for CE? We still have our big annual conference, and we try to tweak it a little bit each year to give it a fresh face. But we also have our recent graduate conference, and that registration is now open. I would encourage you to send your associates, or if you are a recent grad, send yourself to this conference. It is a fantastic opportunity. It is a smaller conference. We usually have between 200 and 300 people there. We now have a small trade show with tables in the foyer area where the milk breaks are and the bars. And there's just tremendous networking opportunity. That CE is developed by recent graduates, and it is great for networking, reinvigorating your career at the start of your career, as well as gaining CE that is relevant to your stage of your professional career. Why should you send your associate to this CE opportunity. One of the things that we all struggle with is retention of associates in bovine practice. And our early data after putting on this conference for the past six to seven years is that those members that have attended that conference are more likely to retain membership in AABP and continue in bovine practice. We don't know if that's cause and effect or anything like that, but we do know that the feedback from this conference is great, and it's well worth your money to go attend that conference. Last year, the conference sold out, and the hotel sold out. So if you're considering going, I would strongly encourage you to register as soon as possible. If you're not a recent graduate and you feel like you're missing out on that CE, don't worry, because AABP records the annual conference, the recent grad conference, and our webinars. And all of that is free for our members. We used to charge for that service, but the board now supports that service with using AABP financial resources, with a collaboration with the Beef Cattle Institute at Kansas State University. How do you access this CE, which is also race approved? You simply click on the purple cowhead logo at the bottom of any AABP webpage, which will take you to the portal where you can search by conference, or webinar, or topic. Really encourage you to check out that phenomenal resource. And again, 
If you can't come to the recent grad conference, those sessions are usually uploaded within a few weeks after the conference concludes. We now get over 5,000 downloads of that CE per year, so it's a really great opportunity for you. The other opportunity is you can download the free BCI mobile conference app so you can listen to the presentations while you're driving around in your truck. You cannot get a CE certificate on the app, but you can listen to the sessions for your own education. So again, I really think that AABP has greatly expanded its CE opportunities with the BCI CE portal, the recent grad conference, but we also are offering webinars now. We started doing these even before COVID. You can click on uh, the members menu of the website and go to upcoming webinars. We have a few on there right now where you can add them to your calendar. Those live webinars are recorded, so if you can't attend the live session, it's usually placed on the BCI CE portal within a week of the live session. And there's many webinars that are on there right now, and we're going to continue to offer those webinars. And I hope to do anywhere from 8 to 12 webinars in 2024. Now, the other opportunity that we just started doing in 2023 is we recognize that some members cannot get to pre-conference seminars before the annual conference or the recent graduate conference. It's too much time away from work especially with the challenges we have trying to hire and retain veterinarians in bovine practice. Well, the good news is that AABP has recognized that. And the way we're addressing that is that we are offering some in-person seminars outside of our conferences here at the AABP office in Ashland, Ohio. Ashland's a small, nice little town like many of us are from, and it's 45 minutes south of the Cleveland Airport and about an hour north of the Columbus Airport. So relatively easy access to get to. Last year, we had a beef cow-calf nutrition seminar in the Ashland office, and it sold out. Right now, we have our Dairy Performance Evaluation Seminar, which is titled Dairy Performance Monitoring Principles, Pitfalls, and Musings. This is going to be taught by Drs. Steve Eicher and Mike Overton, two experts on monitoring dairy performance. You're going to learn how to implement these principles and evaluate dairies on a consultant level as soon as you go home. The seminar will be held here in the Ashton office. Registration is now open. There's a link on the homepage of the AABP website. If you're considering attending this conference, this seminar, I would strongly encourage you to register as soon as possible. We have a number of registrations already, and it just opened, so I anticipate it will sell out also. The hotel here in Ashland, we've booked a, a hotel block, $129 a night. And so this should be a low-cost, easy getaway for you to learn these tips and tools to implement into your dairy practice. Stay tuned because in June of 2024, we're going to have another beef cattle seminar. And we're in the planning stages of that seminar right now, but we recognize that sometimes September or February is not a great time of year for beef veterinarians. And so we wanted to offer something to our beef members in maybe during their slower times of the year in June. And so we're going to offer that beef seminar again here in the AABP office. So seminars are also a great opportunity for our members to get CE. We will have our embryo transfer seminar, our beginning ET seminar again this year, 
probably at Virginia Tech. That has been a very popular seminar where you can go and learn embryo transfer and immediately incorporate that into your practice. We also have our practice management workshops. The grants that fund those workshops, the 2024 seminar applications are now closed, but we will have another application cycle for recent graduates to attend in 2025 and again in 2026. We may have a limited number of seats available to people that don't qualify for the grant but would like to pay to attend the seminar. Stay tuned for that information as the AABP office makes those announcements. You can also send me an email if you'd like to be put on a waiting list for attending those seminars for pay. We're also closing out our 2020 grant cycle. We'll have two workshops here in Ashland to close out that grant. I want to thank Dr. David Welch and Dr. Brian Reed for applying for those grants. It is a monumental task, and AABP has been very fortunate. We're approaching $1 million in grant funding for these practice management workshops. Our ultimate goal is to make rural mixed-slash-bovine practice sustainable. The way we do that is to give a good quality of life, great human resources management so your employees feel valued at their business, as well as maintaining practice financial health. You'll learn all that in these seminars, and we have some great success stories for members who have attended these seminars. The other CE opportunities we have is, of course, we do this podcast, which is some CE, some information. We have our online publications. The Bovine Practitioner, our peer-reviewed journal, is online, open access. Our proceedings are online, open access. We have our e-newsletters and our monthly newsletter that's printed as well as digital. So we have gone from one annual conference and some newsletters and publications to open access publications, multiple seminars throughout the year, two conferences, as well as free online CE of all of our in-person meetings. What a great value. If you're not an AABP member, please join us so you can take advantage of all of those opportunities. I really welcome you to join us. The majority of our revenue comes from member dues. Our second biggest category is our conferences and CE revenue. We do have industry sponsor support for our meal events, as well as some general sponsorships for our uh, conferences and our wonderful trade show. I really want to thank our industry, veterinarians, and companies for sponsoring our conference events, as well as attending our trade show. It really helps us. Uh, make that conference affordable and practical, as well as giving us the opportunity to socialize at our conferences. Finally, I want to send a little note out to the students of AABP. Remember that AABP has multiple opportunities for funding for students. This includes our student case competition. We anticipate that the research summaries, as well as student case competition, will open after the 1st of January. We have many scholarship opportunities, we have externship grants, and we have education grants. Go to the students menu of the website to see all of the opportunities about how AABP and the AABP Foundation can supports our future colleagues. Finally, I want to just give a little bit of an update about some of the advocacy that AABP has done this year. It's been a very busy year for advocacy. 
lots of legislative agenda items from a state level as well as a federal level. The big one for 2023 was xylazine. There was a proposal at the start of 2023 to make xylazine a Schedule One drug, which means we would not be able to use it for medical purposes. Thanks to the AVMA, as well as other allied industries, we have advocated heavily in D.C., as well as on state levels, to try to make sure we maintain access to this critical drug that we use routinely in bovine practice. Our biggest concern with controlling xylazine as a controlled substance is loss of access to the product. Number one, there's only now two sponsors of the drug. Only one manufactures controlled substances. But the regulatory requirements for pursuing that would probably have a big risk of the product not being marketable anymore or severe supply chain disruptions. The other concern with making it a controlled substance is we may not be able to use it as we currently do in practice, such as dispensing to a herd where that is done appropriately with appropriate oversight because Controlled Substance Act requires an ultimate end user, so an individual patient prescription where we do not do that in bovine practice when we're working with herd-based protocols. Thankfully, the House of Representatives passed the Support Act just a couple of weeks ago. And in that support act, which is an overarching drug bill in Congress, xylazine was put into that bill. And what that did was it made xylazine, the illicit use of xylazine, a controlled drug subject to DEA authority and penalties and enforcement. However, the prescription use of xylazine in bovine practice or in animals would remain a prescription drug. That language was really drafted by AVMA with input from stakeholder groups like AABP. And so we're very thankful that passed in the House of Representatives because that is exactly what we're asking for. It's still unknown what will happen on the Senate side of things. We are hopeful that it will be, that we will be able to advocate to maintain the supply of xylazine for cattle veterinarians as well as use it in our normal course of practice. The other big advocacy item that we're working on is protecting the veterinarian-client-patient relationship, the VCPR. It is integral to bovine practice, and several states have proposed loosening those VCPR requirements to allow the establishment of a VCPR through telemedicine means without ever having to visit the farm. We feel that this is not in the best interest of animal health and welfare, of detecting foreign animal disease, or in antimicrobial stewardship and oversight. We also feel that it puts rural practice veterinarians at a competitive disadvantage where veterinarians could establish VCPRs and provide medications or other services without ever having to visit the farm. For this reason, AABP came out with a position statement that states that we support the establishment of a VCPR through an in-person farm visit where the animals are kept. We have always advocated for this, but we created a position statement so we can use it on individual state levels to get our point across about why we think it's important to establish that relationship one-on-one with the producer and the caregivers of that farm. We do support the use of telemedicine and telehealth after 
that VCPR has been established and within the scope of that VCPR. AVMA PAC is, a, is the uh, lobbying branch of the AVMA. They have spent over 50% of their dollars this year on these issues, on xylazine, as well as maintaining the establishment of a VCPR through in-person means. We are such a small percentage of the overall veterinary population in the U.S. And so I would encourage our members to support the AVMA PAC if you're an AVMA member. Every dollar counts. If every bovine veterinarian gave $5 to the AVMA PAC or $20 or $50, it would significantly increase the size of their PAC. It is a very small PAC. They give to both sides of the aisle evenly, and they give money to people to, to representatives that, number one, don't have a lot of controversial issues on their plate, and number two, it's just veterinary medicine issues. That's what they support. So I would encourage your members, once again, to support the PAC if you're an AVMA member so they can continue to work for us, their cattle veterinarians. Once again, I want to thank you all for supporting this podcast by listening. We have over 200,000 downloads of our podcast And I'm also happy to say that the platform that we use to publish our podcast, Buzzsprout, this podcast was in the top 10% of downloads for all the podcasts that they publish. I'm pretty proud of that, and I'm thankful for all of you for your ideas, your suggestions, and your feedback on the podcast. You can reach out to me, fred at aabp.org, or have you heard at aabp.org if you have any suggestions for a podcast. I'm always open to our members for suggestions for feedback, for criticism. I want to wish all of you a happy 2024. I want you to be safe and successful. And I hope that you continue to work in bovine practice and work with AABP as we advance this profession for every one of us. Thank you again, and have a great new year.